Well, I had set the lure for Griswold. It would take more than a lure to bring him out when he thought he had nothing to gain by such a risk. So I set rumors loose. They were very plausible rumors. I let it be whispered that Black Bill Lindemann and Whistler Cowles, as desperate as I at Griswold's triumph over us all, had challenged each other to a meeting in the park that night. Only one would come out alive, and that one would be master of New York, so far as our age group counted power. There was, of course, old Murdoch, with his fabulous collection accumulated over a lifetime. But it was only among ourselves that the rivalry ran so high. With that rumor abroad, I thought Griswold would act. There is no way to check such news. A man seldom announces openly that he is going into the park. It could even be the truth, for all I knew. And for all Griswold knew, his supremacy was in deadly peril before he had even enjoyed his triumph. There would be danger, of course, if he went out to defend his victory. Lindman and Cowles are both good hunters. But Griswold, if he did not suspect my trap, had a chance at one very sure victory. Myself. Honest Roger Bellamy, waiting in berserker fury at a known rendezvous, and with a right hand useless for fighting. Did it seem too obvious? Ah, but you don't know Griswold. When it was dark, I put on my hunting clothes. They are bulletproof, black, close-fitting, but very easy with every motion. I blacked my face and hands. I took gun, knife, and machete with me. The metal treated so that it would not catch or reflect the light. I like a machete, especially. I have strong arms. I was careful not to use my bandaged hand at all, even when I thought no one watched me. And I remembered that I must seem on the verge of berserker rage, because I knew Griswold's spies would be reporting every motion I made. I went toward Central Park, the entrance nearest the carousel site. That far Griswold's men could track me, but no further. At the gate I lingered for a moment. Do you remember this, Bellamy, within me? Do you remember the plastic monuments we passed on the edge of the park? Falconer, Brennan, and the others, forever immortal, standing proud and godlike in the clear eternal blocks. All passion spent, all fighting done, their glory assured forever. Did you envy them too, Bellamy? I remember how old Falconer's eyes seemed to look through me contemptuously. The number of heads he had taken is engraved on the base of his monument, and he is a very great man. Wait, I thought. I'll stand in plastic too. I'll take more heads even than you. Falconer, and the day I do, it will be the day I can lay this burden down. Just inside the gate, in the deep shadows, I slipped the bandage from my right hand. I drew my black knife, and close against the wall I began to work my way rapidly toward the little gate which is nearest Griswold's mansion. I had, of course, no intention of going anywhere near the carousel site. Griswold would be in a hurry to get to me and out again, 
and he might not stop to think. Griswold was not a thinker. I gambled on his taking the closest route. I waited, feeling very solitary and liking the solitude. It was hard to stay angry. The trees whispered in the darkness. The moon was rising from the Atlantic beyond Long Island. I thought of it shining on the sound and on the city. It would rise like this long after I was dead. It would glitter on the plastic of my monument and bathe my face with cold light long after you and I, Bellamy, are at peace. Our long war with each other ended. Then I heard Griswold coming. I tried to empty my mind of everything except killing.